Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. Get in zone, So what if I need a new one? We have the right Duralast battery for you, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. It's Paige Renee here and Amanda Rose. Amanda, what have you been up to? Watching a lot of golf. I, I genuinely don't know what day of the week it is. Like today's Tuesday, but it feels like, I don't know. It just, it feels like a different month. It just, it's been a lot with all the <laughs> players like what was it Mo- Monday finished they played I think 27 plus holes on Monday which is just absolutely insane so I spent all day yesterday watching that which was great what about you you've been up to some fun stuff yeah traveling a little bit working but you're right I feel like the players was yesterday since it was and also like it went on forever. It finally ended on Monday. And I didn't watch a lot of it until Monday. Yeah. Monday was the first time that I actually like sat down and, and watched golf. It wasn't even on until Monday. No, let's be honest. No, all we had was um the gold man. Dude, he like he you'll be careful. He's gonna be like bronze or not bronze. What is it? Rusted by the time he gets out of there. Like Christ, they just kept playing him. I'm like, he's not a Fortnite character. Like he literally looks like something I was shooting at in Fortnite. Like that's what he looks like. He doesn't look like a $3.6 million prize winning trophy. Like, no. I, I gotta read this quote because for I, I'm if everyone watched the players, you probably saw the gold man, which was what this is from the trophy? What what the fuck was it? Okay, so the trophy is like an amalgam. I think I used that word correctly. Like an amalgam of all of the past winners. It's like they smushed their like faces and bodies together and made Goldman. So Goldman was like 40 previous winners all smushed into one. So they had Goldman um, doing highlight reels because there was no golf on. And they said, um, he came to life born of the physical player championship trophy meant to be, oh yeah, what'd you, what do you say? How do you call it? An alga, alga, an amalgam. An am- amalgam? 
an amalgam. Amalgam. I think you're saying it right. I think I just have issues saying amalgamation. Did I actually use the word in the correct context? You did. Yay. Of all the past champions, but over the course of this week, he developed a personality of his own. The tour now is a character that they've never had before. Someone (laughs) that potentially could reach a different audience. I'd be curious to see what they do with it after this week. Are you kidding me? I just, I hope he goes, they need to smell him down into something useful. Like cufflinks. Did you see that? video with the the pranking the kid they were like hey yo it's like 84 grand 84,000 uh, 8400 I can't even speak English did you see that video yeah I was like that's so mean but the fact that they think that Goldman is going to grow the game of golf do you think someone who has never watched golf before is going to sit down and watch this and be like oh yeah you know what man I never yeah. thought that I was going to pick a golf club up I think golf is so boring, but this, I know. this right here is what makes me want to play golf for the yeah. first time ever in my entire life is this gold animation man <gasps> making putts. I mean, you're sure right. He literally looks like he should be on like the PBA, the professional bowling tour. And like, he could be the highlight reel for them, but like, that's cause it's them. Like, no offense, but like. Who am I? I am. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> but it, it's like, how nerdy yeah. do we have to be in golf that we think that that is- Wait cool. till his NFTs that come out. That is going to transcend the game of golf. It's- what the fuck were they thinking? They just have nothing else going on. I mean, the Olympics were such a flop. I don't know. Was it NBC or was it the PGA Tour that made Goldman? Who did that? Uh, you know what? Who's your press release from? I saw it on Jeff um, Shackelford's tweet. That's where I saw it. I don't know who actually ended up saying that. Um, I'm sure they're going to take it back, but what? Because that sounds like an NBC sports press release right there. Because I used to help write those or like revise them. Like the really unimportant ones, like World Long Drive, when I was an intern at Golf Channel, I would like write those. And then they'd be like, this is, this is fine. Okay, we'll, we'll use it. No one's going to read it. I just don't know how we continuously miss the mark over and over and over again we talk about growing the game and it's like there are things that are actually tangible that we can do to incorporate in like everyday life i know goldman is not it no it will never be it it's never going to be it yeah and the fact that like developed a personality of its own everyone on twitter was making fun of goldman it wasn't like this viral moment that everyone was so excited about we're like this is so bad we could have so bad we can't do this. Yeah, they could have just taken the money that it costs to engineer it and do it, everything. They could have just given it to Ukraine. Like, God forbid they use the money for something good, but no, we have to have Goldman. Like, there is plenty of stuff. Like, the players is where that seagull ate the golf ball. They could have showed that. There's, like, a bunch of hole-in-ones. Pretty couples had the hole-in-threes. Like, the only person to make a hole-in-one and a hole-in-par. So the thing is, it's like there's so many other things that they could have done and they just didn't. And instead they gave us just this blob and I just, I'm offended. If, no, I'm not offended, but you know what I if mean. If Goldman talks next year, I'm out. I'm done with the players. If Goldman comes back next year, I'm out. Yeah, we can't. We, like, I can't. We can't have that. No. Overall, I will say that it was a really shitty tournament until Monday. Yeah. I <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. I watched, but I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Nothing going on. Um, The weather obviously was terrible. It just kept getting rained out. There was nothing that they could do about it, but this is why they probably shouldn't have moved the tournament to March. But it is what it is. Yeah. Um, But I will say... The Monday was good. 
lot of really good Monday golf. Monday was good. Really good golf. It got tight. There were a ton of back and forth. I picked Keegan Bradley as an outright. That was a good pick. To start the tournament. I got so much shit for that pick because everyone's like, why would you pick Keegan? He actually has an amazing track record at Sawgrass. He does. And, but he does this to me all the time where I pick Keegan and he gets right into the mix. He'll have like a really great final round and then chokes. Mm-hmm. For him to go bogey, double, what was he doing? I mean, why do you play safe? He wasn't playing to win the tournament. He was playing to not lose the tournament. And he lost the tournament. And on the other side of things, you have Cam Smith with, like, the kahunas on him. I'm serious. Like, that shot on 17 was the shot of the tournament. So good. There's no way he was aiming there. It was such a good shot. Like, it was just the perfect time. Also, this points out how annoying golf Twitter is. Everyone who plays golf knows for a fact that Cam Smith was not going right of the pin on 17. He clearly pushed it. Yeah. Regardless, though, I don't think he pushed it that much. So he was firing pretty close to that pin, which was a ballsy shot to begin with. But everyone's like, no, it really wasn't that good of a shot. He pushed it. He didn't mean to go there. He got lucky. And I'm like, no, he was firing at that. He was lined up there. Yeah. I know. And there, and there's also, I mean, how many shots that people hit that weren't what you exactly meant to do, but then turned out to be grades. So those people that were like, yeah. oh, it really and wasn't that good to show. We had the shot on 17, which was amazing. But I actually think his up and down on 18 after hitting in the water took a lot of guts. Yeah. I mean, he has an amazing short game, but to do that under pressure after hitting the water um, was really impressive. I mean, Cam Smith is a player. I think that he... I think he's going to win the Masters this year. That's a good, that's, that's an interesting show. You know what, I, I would entertain that. I think the Aussies are poised to have more success at Augusta than they've had in the past. Just like Adam Scott being the first winner was, it's shocking. You know, we you know like the Norman meltdown and whatever. Leishman was right there with Adam Scott 2013. Jason Day's been right in there before. So um, there's definitely a chance for him at Augusta. I will give you that. I mean, the mullet. And the mustache. Oh, the mullet at Augusta, though. Actually, speaking of the mullet, so not really kind of speaking of the mullet. So I put a list together of all the things that Cam Smith could buy with $3.6 million winner check, which is like biggest winner check in the history of golf. Fucking insane. Crazy. So you ready for this? I am so ready for this. Hit me with the list. These are things that are based on his interest. So I'm really big into kayaking and fishing and stuff. So like, I know he's into that. It's like when he said, um, oh, what a pick me girl. You like fishing? I know. It's so (laughs) gross. It is stinky. I don't like to like put my hands in the fish's mouth. I'm, I usually make someone else do that, but um, <laughs> I just won't do it. But anyway, he, so when I, when they asked him about the FedEx Cup playoff, like, what would you do with all the money? He's like, I mean, I'm pretty set. Maybe buy like some kayaks or something to that effect. So I was like, all right, let me put together this list. First thing. So with 3.6 mil, he can buy 9,000 kayaks at an average of $400 each, 90,000 fishing rods if they average about $40 each. So not very good fishing rods. 720,000 mustache combs, 277,000 six packs of Foster's beer, which I know they don't really drink in Australia, but it's probably the best he's going to get in uh, Atlantic Beach or Jacksonville or wherever he lives. Um, 1,800 round trip tickets from Brisbane, where he's from, to Jacksonville, where he lives. So he could, you know, his family can come back and forth all they want. And 1.5 million tickets to the Lone Pine Koala Sanctuary in Brisbane, where he's from. 
did you just get drunk and you're like, I wonder what I could get with $3 million. <laughs> so this was a sober thought that I had earlier today. But when you said he hit it in the water on 18, like, so I had started kind of drinking around 17, like right before he got to 17. So I don't entirely remember all that transpiring. I just remember frantically tweeting about how many kayaks he could like. Actually, no, I guess that was a drunk thought. I did. I did tweet about that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like the mullet? Do you like, is that, is that a move that you like on men? I mean, it doesn't bother me. Like it kind of goes with him. Like there's, you know, it's one of those things. It's not like, it doesn't affect me personally. And I think it's kind of funny and he seems like a quirky guy. It just kind of works. I don't mind it. Do you not like it or do you? You know what? So I like confidence. So a guy who is confident is really attractive to me. Agreed. And so if I like saw Cam Smith, I think we can all agree that he isn't the most like conventionally attractive man out there. But he has this like swagger to him. Yeah. He seems really nice. He's funny. And it's like he can pull off the mullet and the mustache. Like he has a look and he has this confidence that I'm like, okay, like you can rock that. I like that. Yeah. But it's like not something that I <laughs> think I would like you know, love for like my guy to like be like, you know, shaking his mullet out in the wind. But if you have confidence, you can pull it off. Then I'm kind of all for that. Fair point. I like that. It's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that he, he has the confidence to pull it off, which I like. And I think that there will be nothing better than him going to the Masters, winning and having a green jacket put on him <laughs> with his porn stash and his mullet. I think that would just be the most amazing thing ever. I am all in on Cam Smith. And I have been for a while. Every time I've picked him, he always seems to cash out. So, yeah. hey, Cam Smith, the new new face of the game. Take Goldman out of here. It's Cam Smith. Yeah. He's a great first-round leader, bed too. Like, right around this time of year, vroom, vroom, first round, man. Are they going to add a mullet to Goldman next year? They might have to, like legally speaking. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but I think the legal team, yes. For the amalgamation? An amalgamation, yes. An amalgamation. That's our new word. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to talk about what else is happening in the sports world. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh 
refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And we are back. You know who also is back is Tom Brady with the shortest retirement of all time. I mean, he had like a couple weeks with his kids and he was like, I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do carpool. I don't want to do PTA. I don't want to make cookies for the school bake sale that are like gluten free, <laughs> nut free. I mean, sugar free. <laughs> He's like, I need to fun come back. Free. Yeah, fun free. I mean, a little surprising. I, I mean, I when you say you're done, like you're done. And he had that weird announcement where it was like someone, um, Adam Scheffner broke the news. Like I'm going to retire. And then he's like, uh, I don't know. Not yet. And then he, that's what I thought. I didn't know he actually had retired again. So for him to unretire wasn't actually news to me. Cause I thought he was still unretired. Like last I checked, he was unretired. Yeah. He had the out to be like, I'm not done yet. And he even said that, like, we're going back and forth until I make my final decision. Then he did the whole Instagram post and, you know, the whole announcement. And then he's like, just kidding. I'm back. (laughs) Here I am. I mean, good for him. He wants to keep playing. Keep playing and have fun. But, like, I don't know. I wonder, like, how many more great years he has in him. I'm sure he probably has three or four wouldn't surprise me three or four more good years um in him but then again you know you look at Brett Favre the same thing and it's like what the hell did he do when he came back literally nothing other than send some woman inappropriate text messages so it's just good luck yeah I mean I think it's so hard for these athletes who they train their entire lives their whole identity is what they do and then it's like what do you do after this and especially someone like a tom brady who is so accomplished who has other business ventures and he's still like i this is this is who i am this is what i want to do i think there needs to be some sort of training or class where it's like hey you have been an athlete your whole life what's next for you or what do you do and you know when you're done playing because it's like you're so focused on being a professional athlete your entire life and then in an instant it's kind of taken away from you and you see a lot of top athletes um either become alcoholics or they have drug issues or they become severely depressed and they lose their entire identity because there's Mm -hmm. never been any other importance uh pressed upon you to do anything else outside of being an athlete and you would think that Tom Brady as feels very accomplished he um has had an amazing career wouldn't he want to move on to being a great father not saying that he's not oh god now I just called Tom Brady bad father are we gonna start another Twitter cat fight (laughs) 
Yeah, what's wrong with you? How dare you? But, you know, there's like, wouldn't you think that he would want to try to do something else with his life outside of just maybe going to practice and, you know, being an athlete? I mean, there's so much more to life. Yeah. I'll be honest, Tom Brady, like from what I've seen, I don't know how much like is going on up there. Like, I don't know. He just doesn't really seem like he's kind of a robot. Like he doesn't cyborg, maybe doesn't really seem like a human. Um, You know, it's just kind of like, I don't know if life's simple pleasures would be enough for him. Even if he like pulled a Tebow and went and played baseball, I just don't think it would be enough for him. And I mean, how boring has his life got to be? He probably does like yoga and eats like buckwheat from the buckwheat plants like it it can't be fun i there is probably nothing enviable about that and i just doesn't look fun to me i'd probably rather be playing football too so we need to over under how old he's gonna be before he actually retires i don't know how old he is now <laughs> what is he like 43 how old let me look 44 okay so he's 44 all right I, I, 47 i think if he tries to go anywhere past 47 that would be he might be out there in a wheelchair I think I would have a different opinion on this if he chose a different team. Hmm. Because it's like, okay, you won with the Bucks, you've won with the Patriots. Let's go to a team that like really needs a quarterback, you know, like the Steelers yeah. would be an amazing place to play. Hmm, no ulterior motives there. No, none at all. Very unbiased in this. But honestly, it's like go somewhere else. Go to a team that, like, you could prove yourself once again to build up another organization and go go play for the Dolphins. Like, that would really solidify your legacy, you know, or, or the Jets. Just, like, go oh, make them win a Super Bowl and you're like, now I'm done. Now I'm done. That's a, no, I'm that's a real challenge. You bring Gronk with you, like, wherever you go. I mean, it's your package deal. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anywhere. Uh, and sad news, though, speaking of the Steelers. Yeah. Last time we were on this podcast, I was, like, so optimistic about the future of finding our our quarterback. I was like, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, like, all of these guys, they're free. Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers is staying with the Packers, and Russell Wilson is now a Bronco. So <laughs> I, I, I got uh, uh, really fucked over with that one. And then to top it all off, the Steelers have signed Mitchell Trubisky, which honestly sucks. Yeah, so you're really not happy about that. No, like you just no. laid out a bunch of guys that would be sick, like so much better. And plus, the Steelers is a team that's had a franchise quarterback for 20 years, so it's like you kind of you know it'd be weird bringing in someone who's not only going to be there for like three weeks. So our um, quarterback roster is <laughs> it's so sad. Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Mason Rudolph. Wayne Haskins. Who? <laughs> and Mitch Trubisky. Also kind of who? No, I've learned now. <laughs> it's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. I barely know who any of those people are, so it can't be good. Because <laughs> I do not really follow the NFL. Not good at all. Um, we are in for a terrible terrible season and i am not excited for what do you it. think the record's gonna be what's what's your over under on wins this year for steelers honestly i think this will be the first time that tomlin doesn't have a winning season 
which will break his record um because he's it's just i like him though oh my gosh i love him he's like a good dude i love him he just is just amazing does he play golf can we play golf with him (laughs) we'll see if he plays golf i love him though he's great but yeah, I, I'm just going to be sad until football season starts because there's no hope for the Steelers. But I am excited that March Madness is right here. Yeah. And I love college basketball. I absolutely love it. I got annihilated last year with my bracket. Did you? Annihilated. Yeah. I went on. Who'd you pick to win? I, oh, gosh. I can't ever, I went out on a limb and I picked some like obscure team. I was like, this is it. This is going to happen. And then it didn't happen for me. Um, oh, wow. But this year, I thought it'd be fun for us to do our brackets on the podcast. Yes. What was it that screwed you up with your bracket last year? Well, there's obviously upsets. And so you have to kind of take a guess on which team is going to upset another team. Yeah, but and who? I already took, gosh, I wish I could remember oh. this. But I, I picked some team to, like, go to the Elite Eight, and oh. they got eliminated first round. And I was like, well, this is amazing. This is awesome. I love this for myself. And the first day, it was just a complete dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. So this year, I didn't really take too many chances. I don't know if that's going to backfire on me, because if a couple of the top seeds get knocked out first round, then I actually am truly fucked. <laughs> but um, I think they're... There's so many really, really good teams yeah. from like the, the four seeds up. And I feel like there's a big separation between the top seeds and then even like the middle bottom. And I don't see a ton of big upsets. I don't think we're going to see anyone lower than a four or five seed winning the championship. So that's kind of what I took from it. And um, we're going to we're going to do our brackets right now. Do it. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. fun to do our brackets live and let's start with the sweet 16 because round one and round two although fun it could take a while to get through everything so let's start with the west region for our sweet 16 i have gonzaga and connecticut and out of that i have gonzaga winning yeah i like that i have uh gonzaga winning that one also with connecticut next up i had texas tech and duke and I have Texas Tech beating Duke. I just think Duke is vulnerable. Um, they've had a couple big losses recently. And although I think that the refs are going to give Coach K a ton of um, good rulings that fall in his favor, I think that Texas Tech is going to beat them. I actually, no, I do agree with that. I have Alabama to beat Duke, so I agree with you there. I don't think it's going to be Texas Tech. I think it's going to be Alabama. I like it. So now we're moving on to uh, the East region. And for... My Sweet 16, we have Baylor versus UCLA for me, and I'm going with Baylor on this one. I'm going with UNC over UCLA for this one. Okay, I like that. I like that upset of UNC beating Baylor too. Yeah. That could be an interesting game. So next up, we have Purdue versus Kentucky, and since I am the number one <laughs> Purdue fan, I got to go with Purdue on this one. Yeah, I got to go with Kentucky here. Oh, man. I thought you are going to go with Purdue for a second. I'm sorry. That's fine. It's fine. Heartbroken. <laughs> okay, so next we have the Midwest. I have Kansas and Iowa, and I have Kansas moving on to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I too have Kansas moving on. Look at us. Then we have Wisconsin versus Auburn. I'm going with Auburn on this one. Yeah, I too am going with Auburn versus Wisconsin. Okay, so we are aligned on the Midwest. We are. Okay, so we're going to the South region now. I have Arizona versus Illinois, and I'm going with Arizona. Yeah, I too. I, I like Arizona a lot. I'm going to take Arizona there. Next, we have Tennessee versus Villanova. Although the Tennessee team is really, really good, I'm going to go with Nova on this one. Yeah, I, you know, I don't. I think I like the Tennessee energy this year. I, I, I'm going to go with Tennessee there over Nova. Okay, so we are moving on to our Elite Eight. First up for me, I have in the West region, Gonzaga versus Texas Tech, and I am going with Gonzaga or Gonzaga, whatever you guys call it. Yeah, I am going with Gonzaga there also. After that, we are in the East region for Baylor and Purdue. Of course, I got to go with my Boilermakers. We're going Purdue. Yeah, I am going with UNC there. Um, wow, know, UNC like, over Kentucky. Okay, I'm taking them over Kentucky. I love it. So in the Midwest, we have Kansas versus Auburn. I'm gonna go with Auburn on this one. I know a lot of people mm. are really liking Kansas, but I think Auburn's gonna do it. Yeah, I like Kansas here. I'm gonna take Kansas. So next up in the South, we have Arizona versus Villanova. I love the Arizona team. We're going with Arizona. Yep, Arizona for me too. So for my final four. I have Gonzaga versus Purdue. Here's the issue. So I actually really like Gonzaga, and I think Gonzaga's going to win, but I can't abandon my fandom, and I have to go with Purdue on this one, even though I don't fully agree with it. You can't abandon your team. I'm going with Purdue, beating Gonzaga. All right. 
I think it's interesting. I have Gonzaga beating UNC. I thought UNC was going to go all the way for you. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Next up, we have, uh, for me, Arizona versus Auburn. And again, going with Arizona. Yeah, I have Arizona versus Kansas. I got to go with Arizona. Yeah. So my championship game is Purdue versus Arizona. I really, really like this Arizona team. And again, it gets a little bit tricky because I did actually go to Arizona for a year and a semester. Mm -hmm. I didn't even go to Purdue, but I am the number one Purdue fan. (laughs) So I have to go with Purdue. But I think that Arizona is going to actually take it this year. They are young talented really really talented team but they have a first year coach and so I don't know how that is actually going to end up playing out for them but they are by far the most talented team and I think that Arizona's going to end up winning but again I have to go with Purdue so Purdue it is Purdue wins the national championship game for me I like that that's quite interesting I'm going with Gonzaga over Arizona I do I have them go to that final game but uh championship game but I think Gonzaga's gonna finally be Let's see. Okay, so you have Gonzaga winning, I have Purdue winning, and we will check back and see who had the better bracket. So the last thing that I want to talk about is a big story in the sports world. Naomi Osaka broke down in tears after being heckled at a tennis tournament. Someone in the crowd yelled out, Naomi, you suck. She ended up getting very emotional, um, asked the person to leave, and then she actually addressed, asked to address the crowd. And she said that I get hecklers all the time. But this one really affected me because when Venus and Serena played here, they were subjected to um, a ton of heckling, which was racially motivated. And for some reason, that just really made Naomi feel... Uh, triggered by yeah. the comment that uh, this person said. And... I can go both ways on this, if I'm being completely honest. I feel for Naomi, I don't think anyone should have to be verbally abused when they are doing work. Can you imagine being at your desk and typing and someone is shouting in your ear, your ear that you suck? I know. No one would want to do that. On the other side, it's just a part of sports. You go to any sporting event, doesn't matter what it is, you hear... You suck. There's literally chance being like, you suck. Yeah. You suck. And it's just, again, part of sports. Yeah. For better or for worse, it's just a part of it. And if you're playing for millions and millions of dollars, a troll comment here or there shouldn't affect you to the point that it did Naomi. And I know that she struggles with a lot of mental health issues and she's been very vocal about that, which I applaud her for. I think that's great that she's vulnerable, but all I yelled was like, Naomi, you suck. It it wasn't anything that was really terrible or to me racially motivated. And I just felt that it was almost a weird move for her to um, address it to everyone and... I think it would have been the more badass move to ignore it and win the match because that's how you shut people up. And I know it's probably funny for me to say that because I, I do address, you know, troll comments that I get. Um, but it's I think it's different when it's on social media or if it's in, you know, a workplace or what you're doing. I think I would try to ignore it and prove that it's like, 
I don't suck. I just won this match and I'm going to win this whole tournament. And it, it doesn't matter what you say. And that's what Serena has done a lot in her career. And I think that's why she truly is the GOAT because she's not really phased by what people say or what people scream at her. Even when it happened um, years ago when she was at this same event and it happened, mm -hmm. she didn't react to it in the moment. She's like, you know what? I'm not coming back here. And that's that. And I almost wish that Naomi handled it in a way where she just came off a little bit more, I guess, like poised in that situation. Yeah. Um, compared to having it so visibly affect her. Um, but I can see it. And then on the other side where it's like, yeah, that sucks. I mean, no one should have to deal with um, verbal harassment when you're just trying to play some tennis. Like, it, it shouldn't be a thing and it should have been handled. Um, but I thought how she handled it was a little bit um, odd, in my opinion. Yeah, it was a little odd. I mean, I'll never be in her position, so I don't know what she's going through or, like, what it's like. I probably would have had a similar meltdown i mean i'm have pretty thin skin and i'm working on that but i don't know i i probably wouldn't have been too happy about it but then again i mean she's in that situation a lot i'm sure on such a global scale being such a famous person that you know you think at that point be a little bit easier to kind of deal with and you, you know a little bit better how to deal with it but like i said i i i don't know what's going on with her i don't know what that position's like um as a very sensitive person myself i kind of get it but then at the same time it's like yeah you know maybe there were other ways to handle it but um it's kind of all to say because it's just one of those things that it's i just i'll never be in that situation so i don't know what it's yeah. like i think the times that i have been in that situation where i've mm -hmm. been doing something and someone has yelled at me i the first couple times that it happened I broke down yeah and now I feel a bit unfazed by it um but I'm also not getting paid a hundred million dollars in by endorsements and I'm not you know <laughs> at the level that she's at so I think that there is a level of pressure that you are seeing these athletes break down like a Naomi Osaka or even when we talked about before Phil Mickelson mm -hmm. when you start to put yourself out there especially on social media you do get subjected to really horrible comments and you have to pick and choose kind of where you insert yourself. I would love to live in a perfect world where you could post what you wanted to post, um, have your opinions, and you wouldn't get death threats or harassment. But that- yeah, literally. You know, I mean, I would love to have social media be like that, but the truth of the matter is it's not like that. Yeah. And of course we do have to talk about bullying, but we also have to talk about just kind of letting things like that roll off your back. What someone says doesn't define who you are as a person. And someone yelling at Naomi, you suck, is a more of a reflection on that person than it is Naomi. And if she held her head high and was like, I'm not phased by this, and then did an interview later, or mm -hmm. utilized her social media platform to talk about it, I just, again, think there are better ways that she could have handled the situation. And I recently looked at her social media, and she is very vocal very vocal about yeah. you know what she stands for and amazing love that i love when athletes are vocal but you're going to get hate if you do that yeah. it, it's just the way that it is and so you can either completely remove yourself from that world and be like i will have someone else handle my social media I can't handle that. I know myself. You have to have really thick skin to be able to deal with it. And if you can't yeah. deal with it, then 
you don't talk about controversial topics. You don't put yourself in those situations. And I think now in my career, Mm -hmm. I have gone to the point where I know I say things that are going to rub people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. You have certain takes, you have certain opinions, and you know that it's going to rub people the wrong way. And you have to prepare yourself for that. If I couldn't handle it, I wouldn't have those takes. I wouldn't post certain things. I wouldn't put myself out there. Right. And so... I want to have sympathy for people because I I feel so bad that you can't voice your opinions like Naomi wants to be an advocate for social change and you know other topics that she feels so strongly for but you can't have it both ways. You just you you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like that's just not how social media works, which is so sad, but it, if it makes you upset, remove yourself from it. Mm-hmm. If you you can't handle the pressures of it, remove yourself from it. Yeah. She just became a Fortnite character. She's on all of these covers. She keeps putting herself out there and then she's not liking what she's getting back in return. And it's like, it's not always going to be everything that you always want it to be. Like you have to have the ups and the downs. And there was something that really interesting came out on Twitter where it was the top 10 most trolled female athletes. I was on the list and a lot of women of color and it was fascinating to actually see the percentage of hate that uh, these women do get and I'll, I'll pull up the stats but you do see that majority of it is hateful so again it's like we want to change that and we want to obviously make social media a place where you can feel safe and comfortable but it's just not the case it's just not I don't know. so again it's like you either deal with it or you don't deal with it so they have the list, the top 10 most trolled professional a- female athletes. I shouldn't be on this because I actually don't play golf professionally anymore, but we'll <laughs> move on from that. <laughs> and they have the total number of tweets, the number of negative tweets that they get in the percentage of negative tweets. And so I was actually in uh, the top four. So out of all of my tweets, I received 74% negative tweets in response. So more than half of everything that I get back is hate. <laughs> Serena Williams gets 75%, Simone Biles 65%, Naomi Osaka 73%, and the highest one on the list was Ronda Rousey at 83% of the tweets that she receives are negative. And you look at that and you're like, of course, it makes sense. I think that females in male-dominated spaces uh, do get a lot of negativity back but I look at my tweets and I was a bit shocked by the number that they ended up pulling because I know I get negative negative tweets back but I didn't feel like it was 74 percent which is surprising so it's like am I so desensitized to the amount of hate that I get every single day now that I don't even realize how much is actually coming in compared to the good tweets or is it just that they're really actually not all that negative and you just kind of have to deal with it so like i receive more negativity than naomi osaka does and yeah and she's getting very emotional and dealing with a lot from all of this negativity and i don't i know we're very different and we don't have the same pressures that's crazy i don't feel like it's that much hate i really don't but maybe again maybe it's because i've been doing this for so long that i'm just desensitized to it yeah, and she's young. Like, I don't even know how, like, she's really young. 
I think. She's really young. I think she just turned 20. I was going to say, I was like, I feel like she was just a teenager, like very not that long ago but she's you know she's been doing this for a while that you know you would think she's a little bit more um 24 oh wow I don't know if she was that old but not old but you know what I mean like I thought she was like 19 or 20 but you posed some interesting thoughts on it that you know kind of gives people time to think about it and see both sides and you know you don't have to agree with either side but I think it is just very interesting topics to think about and important stuff to think about And I'm trying to be really sensitive about this because I was a bit harsh on Naomi when she came out and talked about her mental health and I got a lot of backlash from my listeners for it because it was almost like I was blaming her for being a victim, which is definitely not what I was trying to come across. And so I, I apologize and I think that talking about mental health is great, but it just seems like nothing has gotten better and she's still really struggling with it and it's almost like maybe maybe this isn't for you maybe you should step away from professional tennis and you'd be so much happier I was in a really bad headspace when I was playing professional golf and I was so unhappy Mm -hmm. and because I was so unhappy and I didn't love what I was doing the hate that I was getting even if it was one one negative comment to Mm -hmm. hundred positive comments I would break down because I was just so unhappy with who I was, with the job that I was doing in my life. And so it affected me so much more. Yeah. And now I, I feel very unfazed by it because I do love what I do now. And so it makes it much easier. And so I think she really has to come to a place where she has to be real with herself and maybe say, this isn't for me and that there's nothing wrong with that and that I would be much happier living a different life and I'm sure she has so much pressure on herself and all these obligations she has to fill but you have to think about yourself first and if she's really this bothered and this upset and this tormented by living in the spotlight with all this pressure I think maybe stepping away should could potentially be a better option for her and um, for her mental health and you know what she needs to do to be happy. And I think a lot of people can take a lot from that where it's like you have all these pressures on yourself and you feel stuck in this life that you're living and it's difficult and it's hard, mm. but you're always one decision away from having a completely new life and a completely new outlook. And I think that I relate really strongly to this because I had just come out recently Mm -hmm. that I was married. I am now divorced and it was something that I was dealing with for a very long time. And I made a decision that, you know, is a very difficult one, but I am living a much happier and healthier life now. And again, it's like, and even with professional golf, you're stuck in something you feel like you can't get out of it. You're one decision away from living a good life. You're one decision away from being happy. You're one decision away from completely transforming who you are. And it just takes one small little step to do something that can make you happier, that can change your life, can change who you are as a person. And so I think people can take hopefully that way from this episode where it's like if you are unhappy if you are stuck or you are struggling with mental health it does get better Mm -hmm. but you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expect a different result like you have to do things to you know change your life and it it's usually a hard step but it makes such a big difference when you do take it i agree well said thank you so 
on that note, I think we had a very fun episode. We did. Very diverse topics. I just want to thank you guys for listening to today's episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, make sure to share with your friends, family, whoever wants to listen to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a nice review, maybe five stars, and you can also write in. We didn't do TNA this episode, but for future TNA, you can always email us at par at iheartradio.com, or you can message us on the playing around Instagram account. So we will catch you guys here next time. Thanks for listening. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.